You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. There was once a dream, you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm going to have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! <laughs> Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some of that pixie dust around, grab that happiest thought, and fly away with me, your spider pan Jeremy, on another exciting trip here to Neverland. I'm flying solo, though, today, because Eric is not feeling well. He's uh, he's kind of hurting, so hopefully he's going to be better by next week. And then, of course, I was thinking about, you know, we haven't had the Windy Nerd on here in a long time, but... She seems to be having some allergy trouble today, which is a wonderful time to have them when you're having a nice three-day Labor Day weekend. But so that leaves me kind of on my own, which is really weird for me. I've really enjoyed having co-hosts with me. But, you know, going back, you know, before when I started this, I did it on my own. So really, I guess, what's the big deal? It's just more fun when I have, you know, somebody co-hosting with me. But I always have you here to talk with me. But I want to get right into some fun stuff. Well, first I want to tell you a little bit about something in my week. Uh, It's been kind of fun. All right, as many of you probably know, if you've been paying attention, uh, I've been been attending the University of Central Missouri, and we have a radio station in there that's streaming radio called The Beat. And if you go to digitalberg.com, you can find a link for The Beat, and you can listen live. Uh, I have a show, 4 o'clock, Everyday Central. Well every weekday that's four o'clock on the central and i do play disney music and i call it neverland radio well we were doing a promotional event on thursday because it was the first football game of the season and so i showed up i was the only student that showed up but uh, i showed up to help kind of promote the radio station and stuff like that and i'm basically learning radio promotions which will be useful in my potential future you know, I'm handing out stuff, but uh, one of the professors had programmed the radio station to play various different songs that we typically play on the station through various shows. You know, it's college radio, so it's pretty eclectic. We can play what we want, which is why I get to play Disney music. It kept actually, though, playing a lot of songs from my Disney selection, stuff from Guardians of the Galaxy and even some of the Spider-Man films that uh, were not considered to be Disney, but Disney owns the character, so I put them in my mix anyway. Uh, you know, things like that, but he kept playing stuff from my mix and didn't play one of this other professors. He has a country music show, and it wasn't playing his stuff so much at all, and it was actually kind of funny. But I was able to use the opportunity when I was talking to people as they were walking by, say, oh, hey, you like this Disney song? Say, hey, well, my show is at 4 o'clock. And so it was kind of fun getting to promote my show where I'm playing some Disney music and finding my other Disney people out there. Uh, we had a song from Moana play, uh, the Thank You uh, played and we had some people who you know a couple of ladies who came out and was dancing to it and everything and we're having fun so uh that was a lot of fun this week but something i definitely want to get into and talk to you about is 
Toonfest. It is coming up very soon. In fact, sooner than I thought. It's usually around like the last weekend in September. But uh, on the website, toonfest.net, uh, and I will try to remember to put a link up for you. Uh, but they're listed now for September 16th, which will, of course, be a Saturday. So September 16th, and I mean, today is the third that I'm recording this, so I mean, that's just a couple of weekends away. Uh, and I'm thinking I'm going to come out there with a camera. I'll check one out from the university and try to get some better footage than I normally get of the parade and things like that. Uh, so I'm going to try to cover as much as I can. Uh, but Toonfest, of course, happens in Marceline, Missouri. So if you're thinking of traveling uh, into the Missouri, uh, or if you're in Missouri, you know, figure out where Marceline is. It's off of, like, uh, I think, um, uh, is that Highway 30 up there? You know, it's in the halfway point between Kansas City and Hannibal when you go up north. Uh, you know, I have to travel up north on I-35 and cut over. So it's kind of like that midpoint of the northern half of Missouri. Uh, but, of course, that is Walt Disney's boyhood home, in case you are somebody who uh, was not aware of that. And they have this really great festival. This is going to be the 19th year. I've been going since at least 2010. Uh, so this is going to be, I guess, my seventh year attending. Uh, but, of course, they will have some guests. Uh, one of them is John Glenn, and he's the president and editorial director of Andrews McNeil Syndication, AMS. Uh, they're an independent uh, syndicate selling clients. Over, you know, it's all you know, basically the guests who usually have something to do with cartooning. Uh, Barbara Dale, who is a cartoonist and writer, she lives in Baltimore. Uh, then here's the fun one, Mike Parazza, and I'm hoping I'm saying his name right. But he is a Disney art director, layout artist, and conceptual artist who has worked for Walt Disney Feature Animation from 1978 to 1989, Walt Disney Television Animation from 1989 to 1991, uh, Disney Comics, Disney Interactive, WED or WED, and Disney Fine Art Galleries. He's got a long list of things: concept art on The Great Mouse Detective, The Black Cauldron, Mickey's Christmas Carol, Tron, Something Wicked This Way Comes, Return to Oz, Aladdin, and Beauty and the Beast. And of course, he's worked on Ducktales, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Tailspin, Goof Troop, and Darkwing Duck. Uh, the funny thing is, it says during the pre-production of Ducktales that Carl Barks dubbed Mike the Fourth Duckman. Now, this is interesting. I didn't realize Carl Barks actually was involved with DuckTales. Hmm. That's very interesting. That's uh, it's very cool. Uh, but of course, that is the original DuckTales series, not the new one. Uh, I have recently uh, spoken with him on Facebook, and I'm planning to meet Mike while I am there. He asked me if I was going to Toonfest, because he's planning to be there this year. And so I'm going to talk to him, and we'll see if we can record with him. And have him on the show, or either I'll record his symposium. Uh, either way... Uh, we will get that rolling. Uh, his wife is also going to be there, and I, I clicked the wrong thing. I was looking at all <laughs> the guest list. His wife, Patty, is also an artist, and she will be in attendance. Um, I don't know what she's worked on. Let me click it through a thing here. No, 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 no. Well, she's done some projects for Epcot. Her first assignment was working on the motorcycles for the original motion picture, Tron. Uh, when it says motorcycles, I'm wondering if they mean uh, the light cycles. Uh, she's also got the distinction of being the first female hired by the Walt Disney Studio from Cal Arts. Uh, so she's got some interesting work. Oh, and my goodness, Patty's other animated effects. Effects, I don't know if that's the word they're looking for, but I guess maybe some of she was doing animated effects. Uh, but she includes some live action features. Also, when they animate it with live action. Okay, but uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure uh, and Warlock. I'm not sure what that is. Um, I've never seen that movie, but uh, she's worked with Dale Bear Studio, Film Roman, and Warner Brothers. 
Uh, so she's got a lot of different things. It looks like she's done a lot of effects animation and, and things like that. Uh, I'm just kind of glancing over her page. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Um, well, quick schedule events. Uh, of course, I usually show up there at about 10 o'clock in the morning, and that's when the parade happens, and the parade is really a lot of fun. Uh, and of course, the, all the artists will be a part of the parade, and if you've never seen a small town parade, it's a lot of fun. They march down Main Street, and this is, yes, like the original Main Street USA, this parade will come down. After they go down the street, they're going to turn around and come right back, so you're going to get to see both sides of the parade. And I usually try to film the good side one time, and then I can stop, and then I can go and look around while the parade makes its second pass. Uh, but of course, everything will be starting around 9 o'clock, because from 9 to 3, there will be craft and novelty booths with all the vendors out in the park. Uh, they usually have, uh, you can bring your children to dress them up as pirates, as princesses, and sometimes they're even on the floats. Uh, they're going to have Dingle Hopper's Parlor for hair, na- hair, nails, and makeup going. There is going to be a fee to that. Uh, Ripley Park's going to have Barnyard Olympics, a Yellow Creek Pirate Adventure, uh, Pedal Tractor Pull Contest, Steam Locomotive Talk at Ripley Park, and there's a steam engine out there, uh, and a Sketching Rupert Contest. It's at the caboose. I guess maybe you're sketching the caboose? I don't know. I, I, you know, I haven't done every little thing. Uh, the symposiums are going to start around 12.30 and run until 5. Uh, of course, the Walt Disney Hometown Museum is there. Opens at 10. It's $10 for adults. Uh, there, of course, the Knights of Columbus Hall will be serving food, lunch, and dinner. I usually like to eat at Ma Vic's. It's a really great little small cafe there in town. Uh, but once again, this is September 16th. I will be there. Uh, if you plan to be there, hey, let me know. Uh, come find me. I can sometimes be a little shy one-on-one, <laughs> but uh, I'll probably be out there. And, uh, Eric, I think, really wants to come this time. I don't know if he's going to be able to. I didn't get a chance to ask him, and since he's not here with me, I can't ask him now. I'm not sure if Heather will come up with me, but uh, I might not be on my own. I might have a team with me and be just kind of fun to say hello. Not sure if Trenton Larkin is coming with me this year. Uh, he was uh, from Who Did That Voice, and he came along and showed up last year, drove up from Oklahoma. Had a lot of fun getting to meet him in person. He's got a great show, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, all this is coming up September 16th with Toonfest. And now it's time to get into some news. the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Alrighty, now you may have seen there was some video, there were some photos. I made sure I posted this to the Facebook page, but at the Walt Disney World Resort, at specifically Disney's Hollywood Studios, the Slinky Dog Dash Ride Vehicle has arrived. I think we mentioned, uh, it was probably two or three weeks ago, that they had put the last piece of the roller coaster in place. And now, of course, the, the coaster itself is there. Uh, this is supposed to open up uh, Toy Story, in Toy Story Land. I believe they were planning on this coming summer, and this is moving along very quickly. Yes, summer of 2018. It's an 11-acre expansion. And this, of course, is one of two of the major attractions. Uh, this is supposed to actually be something... As if Andy built this in his backyard with a Mega Coaster play kit and some of his other favorite toys. And so, of course, you're going to hop there on Slinky Dog and ride around. Uh, the second attraction is the Alien Swirling Saucers. And this is supposed to be like a playset that Andy got from Pizza Planet. And, of course, you know, it's going to have the little, uh, 
well, I can't think of a good line from the aliens, but you know who they are. You know, that claw. I was trying to think of something more creative to say than the claw, but it's going to have little flying saucers for you to fly around on. Uh, so a very simple type of rides, but I'm sure it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And this is, well, I guess this is more of a, a retroactive type of news. I wanted to be able to talk to Eric and see if he managed to do anything for Force Friday. Uh, I had a bit of a, a letdown with Force Friday. I called up my local Disney store over at Oak Park Mall, and since they're inside a mall, they were not going to be able to do a 1201 opening. Now, I had mentioned earlier that I was doing a radio promo thing uh, down in Warrensburg, which is like an hour away from home. And after doing that, I got home around 8.30, and I was exhausted. I had some homework to do and everything, so I didn't actually get anywhere on midnight. But I did go out and take a look at a Walmart in Warrensburg, and also we, Heather and I went to a Target yesterday and to look around at all the different things. If you are following our Twitter feed or our Facebook page for the Neverland Podcast, I posted some pictures for that Find the Force thing that your Star Wars app can do, where you you point your, your phone while you're using the app at, like, these character billboards, and it has little animated versions of the character. Uh, there was a hologram of Rey that, that popped out, an R2-D2 and a BB-8 that came out and kind of looked around and rolled around a little bit, and uh, the image, it was pretty neat. Uh, I did uh, snap some photos because that's kind of what's there for. It's like a photo op. Uh, so you kind of press a button and it takes an image of what you're looking at right at that moment. Um, while we were there, we did see a lot of different things. Um, there was a Snoke bobblehead. Now, the, a lot of the, the stuff I looked at, I think I looked at a lot of the Funko Pop uh, bobbleheads. I was hoping for, like, regular figures, but, you know, the bobbleheads are all right. And there was a bobblehead of a, a Porg. That I don't think it looked right. You know, I'm I'm not a huge person in bobbleheads, and some of them just look a little weird as a bobblehead. And I thought the pork looked a little weird as a bobblehead. But uh, the Target was saying that they were going to have an exclusive. Now, what the exclusive happened to be was a pork bobblehead that had the wings open instead of down at its side, because these these little porks, you know, they kind of look like a cross between a chicken and a guinea pig with little sad faces, but they're really cute. Um, so we did, you know, look at some some pop vinyl things. There was a lot of different figures, and we saw a Snoke, and uh, you know, he's we get to see the color of his skin, and he's wearing these gold robes. So we got a good look at what Snoke is gonna kind of look like. Although he was a bobblehead, I didn't see a regular figure of Snoke, but I'm sure one is available. Uh, saw a Kylo Ren figure where he's not wearing his mask anymore, but he's got a nice kind of red scar across his face from where he gets slashed there at the end of the Force Awakens, which I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, there's some sort of a new feature with the figures. Where you have a, this little, um, oh, I forgot what it was called, but it's this, this wristband thing that you buy separately, and then when you play with the figures, as you're, if you're okay, you know, you handle your figures, and it's going to cause them to talk when they they'll react with this wrist piece. Which, if you buy certain cereals, you can actually get like ten dollars off this wristband type of thing. Uh, this does harken back to remember the Phantom Menace when it was coming out. The toys, the figures had like a little platform that you could have them work with, and it, they, the platforms had little sayings from the movies. Uh, so it harkens back to that. So it looks like they're trying to do that again with these figures to make them, you know, unique and stand out from the Force Awakens figures. Um, those are the main things that I didn't notice. I mean, there was a lot of uh, some expensive Lego sets where you could build the. Uh, the new Dreadnought ship, which is, looks like a very flat Star Destroyer. Uh, this It was like $159, I think, when I saw it from LEGO. LEGO's just, I don't know, people who get into it, how they can afford these things, because LEGO's are just super expensive. Um, but that was really neat, and there was something else I had thought of, and it just went out of my head that I remember seeing that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, but a lot of really neat stuff. Uh, now, we did end up buying one thing, because we were, we were trying to watch our money and our budget and not, you know, break it. 
I really wanted like a plush Porg. Uh, but what we did find is we found a Chewbacca bobblehead where he's holding a Porg in his, in his hand. And we thought that was cute, and that was like $8.95, something like that. So we went ahead and picked that one up at Target. Uh, we did see a, a large $20 plush pork, and it was, you know, pretty reasonably priced at $20 for, a, you know, it's a pretty large figure. That's about how much I paid for my Goofy and my Mickey that are pretty good size. Uh, but we figured, you know, only one thing, and this was kind of cute because it was both Chewbacca and a Porg. And so we only got the one thing, and I am hoping to find a smaller plush, and I haven't yet been to the Disney store, and I want to see if maybe they have one there, and I'll check it out there. Uh, but we, So we tried to keep to the one thing, um, and I had something else in my head that I was going to mention, and now that's out of my head too. Don't you just love it when I forget things as I'm talking? Uh, but So yeah, we, we just got one thing. So, yeah, like I said, we're on a budget. And we did see, like, the Bill Clutch Pork. Oh, that's right. I, I, I knew if I recycled through, I'd remember what I was thinking of. Uh, the other Pork that I saw, and this was confusing to me, because uh, it was in two different places there at Target. And I, one of them said it was, like, $20. The other one said it was $39.99, you know. And this was a little Pork that you... you it's, it was cute looking. Uh, it was a little smaller. You press in on its chest, and it would flap its wings and make these little sounds that... I actually thought the sounds were kind of annoying, but... Uh, at $20, I think that would have been a pretty good deal, but at $40, I don't think that would have been worth it. So, But they were, you know, stacked up in both places at Target, so I'm not sure exactly how much that was selling for. If you happen to know and want to let me know, uh, tell me. But uh, that's what was going on with that. I hope you all managed to get out and get at least something, or at least look at all the merchandise. Uh, you know, I, I don't have the money to spend on everything. Uh, but another thing coming up here, uh, Monday, September the 11th, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. That's going to be, of course... Uh, 7 p.m. Central, uh, is going to be the next Treasures from the Disney Vault on Turner Classic Movies. Uh, I have just a, a few movies that they have on the website. Uh, I'll try to include this here on the show notes as well, but they're going to show Swiss Family Robinson, Robert Louis Stevenson's Kidnapped, uh, Lonesome Goats, which I have so many copies of that cartoon on different DVDs and Blu-rays that I've bought. For, you know, that, uh, you know I've, I've got that one, but it's always fun to watch. But here's what I'm excited about, Blackbeard's Ghost. I've heard so much about this movie, I've wanted to watch it. And so I'm, it's going to show uh, at about 12.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 11.30 my time. I'm going to, of course, set my DVR to record it so I can get a chance to watch it. They're also going to show something called Candle Shoe, which looks like it has a young Jodie Foster in it. And then Freaky Friday, which I'm honestly not really a big fan of that film. Um, I believe we... Well, there's a, a PDF download that's supposed to have a schedule, but it's it's not a complete schedule. It only has everything that I've just listed for you going until about 4 a.m. I, I expected a few more shorts. Normally they have a couple more shorts, but it is a neat little PDF. It has Mickey, Donald, and Goofy dressed as Lonesome Ghosts on it. Uh, I'm going to uh, save myself a copy of that PDF just for the sake of it. So, But uh, sometimes, you know, when uh, they they have these events, you know, they, they, when they when they do this, they have other things that I didn't realize was going to be shown that I'll notice on the list on the DVR, but it looks like uh, this is everything, just these six features. Hmm, interesting. Okay, well, moving right along, however, with the next thing on my list is the new Kermit uh, has premiered with Matt Vogel as the new performer. Uh, they are doing their Monday Muppet Thought of the Day. Uh, it looks like when I was, I was looking at the YouTube channel for the Muppets, and it looks like I guess they're trying to do some regular stuff uh, where every Monday they're going to have something, and Friday has been having Fozzie jokes and stuff like that. Uh, I will play you a bit of the audio right about now so you can hear it. And now for another Muppet Thought of the Week. 
dreams are how we figure out where we want to go. Life is how we get there. I'm headed this way. My mistake, it's this way. Join us again next week for another Muppet Thought of the Week. Now, I've got to say, uh, it, lo- it's, it sounds to me like Matt Vogel is doing his best Steve Whitmire impersonation uh, with the way he's presenting Kermit. It sounds like somebody trying to sound like Steve Whitmire. Personally, I would prefer if he was trying to sound like Jim Henson, uh, but maybe he can't quite get the, that range there. Now, Matt Vocal is very talented with different voices and different performances he's able to do. Uh, overall, I was pretty pleased. It, I was able to believe this, this being Kermit, uh, you know, it uh, he he has the movements in the right way. You know, he just, you know, seemed to translate pretty well. Although we didn't get a huge peak at him, and I know a lot of people are still very resistant to this, but like I said, you just kind of have to roll with it, uh, you know, with the performance of the character and really give him a solid chance. I'd like to see Matt Vocal doing Kermit in something a little larger so we get a better feel for his performance as Kermit. And so we'll be able to say, oh yes, we are quite happy with this. <laughs> you know? Also, uh, and I will play a trailer for you about this later, so I won't talk about this too much, but Star Wars Rebels Season 4 is starting September 28th, a Thursday night. I'm still working my way through Season 3, which is currently on the on-demand here for my Google Fiber, so I'm going to commit myself to sitting down and and just buzzing through this as quick as I can to finish watching Season 3 before Season 4 starts, so I'll actually be current maybe for once. But they had a really nice little trailer, and I will play that audio during our trailer park. Other than that, some other Star Wars news. Ron Howard tweeted an image of him with Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. I always have a hard time sometimes saying that. But uh, he put it out there, and he said this is the... Third or fourth time, or something, that he's worked with Paul Bettany on a film. I can't think of him being in any of the other Howards, Ron Howards directed, but I really didn't notice Paul Bettany until like Iron Man when he's played Jarvis, and now he is, of course, Vision of the Avengers. And we don't know what his role is now in the Han Solo film, but apparently he's in that Han Solo film somewhere, which I might recognize his voice more than I would his face, honestly. Because, <laughs> you know, even when we see him as Vision, he's got makeup on, uh, so we don't really see a whole lot of him. But speaking of the trailer park, uh, let's go ahead and visit it. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Get him, Mama. Get that gator. The Neverland Trailer Park. Ezra! Lothwolf, run. Pick a path, and all is done. What's the status of the Imperial occupation? Mandalore's under complete lockdown. War's raging. It's time for you to prove your loyalty. Not just to your family, but to all of Mandalore. If you continue to allow this war to be fought on the Empire's terms, you are going to lose. We are not ready for open war. What about Lothar? We promised my people support. You can run Mon Mothma's errands or do something that might actually matter. (laughs) 
Your TIE Defender is at risk. Krennic has been quite persuasive about his own project. Stardust. What about the blockade and Admiral Thrawn? Are you confident your ship can get in and out undetected? We don't call it the ghost for nothing. Oh, got him! Captured Captain Singular. It will be done. Ezra, it's not whether or not we fight. It's how we choose to fight that matters. I know, Kanan. Maybe we're choosing the wrong way. When are you going to feel you've done enough for this rebellion? I guess I never really thought about it. So I guess you really never thought about us. Don't move! Oh, I'm moving. We will not stand down. We will not be broken by fear. We are strong. United by our courage. Now is our time. I wish I could see you. You could always see me. All the paths are coming together, right? I'm just not sure if we're going to like where they lead. Alright, so there it was. That was the trailer for Star Wars Rebels Season 4. A lot of exciting things that look to be happening here. Uh, I, I I can't say how everything is connected to Season 3 yet, because I'm still I'm only about 8 episodes in of Season 3. So, But a lot of interesting things look to be happening. It looks like we're going to have a little bit more of Kanan and Hera's relationship kind of grow and develop. We're going to see that. Uh, also recognize, and uh, the, oh, I cannot think of the name, the name of the character, but Forrest Whitaker's character in Rogue One, uh, I recognized his voice, did you? And I did see him. Uh, his character, it looks like, is going to be popping up. So very, very cool. Because, uh, you know, this being the final season, they really need to roll it to connect it right to A New Hope. So maybe we'll even connect it right up to the uh, some of the characters from Rogue One. You know, maybe we'll get to see it. I don't know. I'd love to see it uh, to latch itself right on there and get caught right in. Uh, also, this is a film I was I was kind of seeing some things and I was like oh, I don't know if I'm that interested in it, but uh, you know it's not a Disney film really, and it's I don't know if it's necessarily something for our target target audience of who we were trying to talk to all of you out there, but you know let's let's take a listen here. This is a film called Goodbye Christopher Robin. God bless mommy. God bless daddy. God bless new. Amen. Forgotten someone? Who? Keep thinking. Me. I forgot to bless me. God bless me. A toast to England's funniest writer, ready to put the smile back on our faces. What do we fight that war for? Well, it is over. What am I doing about it? You're doing what you're good at, writing plays. I had enough of making people laugh. I want to make them see. I need to get out of London, somewhere quiet and trying to think for once. You're going to live here. This is your new home. <laughs> Mummy says you're writing a book to stop people going to war. Mm. I think your book is a jolly good idea. You're the only one that does. I'd really like if you wrote a book for me. I'd definitely read it. Shall we go for a walk? Aren't you working? It doesn't seem likely. Can you think of a good name for a donkey? Eeyore. 
They'll be gone in a minute. Bees are good, aren't they? They just want to make honey. Yes, I... I completely forgot about bees. Life is full of frightful things. The great thing is to find something to be happy about. I think I've got something for us. Ernest and I are putting your bear in a book. We're putting you in it too. What will you call me in the book? Your real name, Christopher Robin. Let's be hunters in the snow. Come on, don't get frostbite. The creatures in the story are toys. They're toys, but the woods are real. Winnie the Pooh. It's rather inexplicable. Yes. Evening news will put Christopher on the front page. Winnie the Pooh so much. After the war, there was so much sadness. Then Winnie the Pooh came along. Shall we go to the woods? I've got heaps of writing to do, I'm afraid. He has to be allowed to grow up. He has to know he's important. Radio interview, newspaper interview. He can't do all this. He's rather good at it. He's a little boy. Come on, then. Where to? Home, I should think. So I'm recognizing some faces. Uh, we do have. Uh, wow, I am. I'm losing names today. This is why I need Eric because he remembers names sometimes when the, when my mind goes kaput. Uh, but Margot Robbie, though, I recognized her, and it looks like uh, the actor who uh, is playing General Hux is playing um, R. L. Milne or A. L. Milne. I forgot. Oh my goodness, I'm terrible today. But you know, the writer of Winnie the Pooh. Um, you know, he looks familiar and I think that's who it is. And I cannot think of that actor's name, but he was also in Harry Potter part seven and, and, uh, well, parts one and two of the seventh book, uh, of course, playing Bill Weasley. Uh, so it, it looks to be him. Uh, and, uh, so this, this is pretty much telling, I guess, some of the story we don't know about him writing the books. Uh, and I guess being a comedy writer before, then fighting World War One, and then coming back and uh, spending time with his son Christopher Robin and developing the story and everything that happens afterwards. So this could, looks to be actually a pretty entertaining film, uh, kind of on the drama vein of Saving Mr. Banks. So I think I will enjoy it, but I probably won't watch it frequently because I don't do a lot of dramas. <laughs> But uh, you know, I thought we might pay attention to it because uh, you know, it's, even though it's not a Disney film, there is a pretty significant Disney connection with the character. Uh, so I think we might be interested in that, and I'll probably check it out and at least review it for you all uh, in the coming months. There'll be spectacle, there'll be fantasy, there'll be daring do and stuff like you would never see. Maybe a movie, yeah, we're gonna be a movie starring. You people seeing this for the first time. Kermit, I got a great picture of the chicken. Oh, good. All right. Yeah, I know. I put up a thing for a movie review here, but really this is another Blu-ray review because The Lion King came out on Blu-ray digital for the first time this week. And I went ahead and picked up a copy. Um... And I haven't watched the film itself yet. I just haven't had the time. I'm very busy with the university and things like that. But I did start looking at some special features. And, you know, somebody will correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like a lot of these special features are some of the same ones that was on that previous, uh, I think it was a platinum DVD release that I did pick up, where they did add that song, The Morning Report, which I actually did not enjoy that song or that 
added on scene. Um, so I haven't watched on the Blu-ray if I'm able to choose if I want to watch that extended edition of the film or the original theatrical version of the film. I haven't looked. Uh, but it does seem to have a lot of the same special features, which were pretty good special features. Uh, I don't see that it has the game. Uh, if you remember from the Platinum Edition, you had a DVD game where you were kind of riding in a Jeep or something with uh, Timon and Pumbaa and trying to negotiate a path at night and stuff like that. Uh, I only played through it once on the old DVD. But uh, it looks like this could be a pretty good replacement for your old DVD if you decide to pick this up. I'm thinking if, if it does match up with all the special features, I'm going to take my old DVD and uh, sell it somewhere or something because uh, it looks like everything is pretty much covered on the Blu-ray and uh, all these special features. And what makes me think they are originally on the DVD is because there are uh, standard TV screen size and not widescreen size, a lot of these special features. Uh, but there are some original storyboards that from deleted scenes, a lot of different things. Really neat and cool stuff worth checking out. Uh, looks pretty good, though, uh, from, the, the of course, the digital transfer and the Blu-ray. So, of course, if you're a fan of the film, I do recommend you pick it up. This is your Neverland story time. You can listen along with your MP3 device. You will know it is time to listen when you hear the chime like this. Let's begin now. When Rapunzel meets Flynn Rider, the pair travel across the kingdom. To find out what happens, read along with me in your book. You will know it's time to turn the page when you hear this sound. Let's begin now. Once there lived a king and queen. They were very happy together. When the queen was expecting a baby, she fell ill. The king's men searched far and wide until they found a magical golden flower. The queen was cured. Soon, a golden-haired daughter was born. Everyone celebrated, except an old woman named Mother Gothel. She had used the golden flower for hundreds of years to keep from aging. She was furious that it was gone, so she went to the castle. Realizing the child's golden hair had the same magic as the flower, she kidnapped her. The girl was called Rapunzel. Mother Gothel raised her in a tower. She kept her hidden there for nearly 18 years. You must stay here where you're safe. She said it was dangerous outside, but she actually wanted Rapunzel's magic hair for herself. Rapunzel's hair grew so long that Mother Gothel used it to come and go from the tower. Rapunzel, let down your hair. Rapunzel would use her hair to pull up Mother Gothel. Although Rapunzel never left the tower, she kept busy. She painted, played music, and learned how to do lots of other things, such as knit and cook. Rapunzel even had a pet chameleon named Pascal, who kept her company. Still, she longed for one thing. Each year on Rapunzel's birthday, floating lights filled the sky. Rapunzel desperately wanted to see them. She didn't know they were lanterns released by the king and queen, who hoped their daughter would someday return. Rapunzel felt the lanterns were somehow meant for her. She even painted them on a tower wall. 
Rapunzel begged Mother Gothel to see the lights for her 18th birthday. I need to see them in person. I have to know what they are. Mother Gothel refused. Don't ever ask to leave this tower again. Soon, Mother Gothel went out into the forest. Meanwhile, a thief named Flynn Rider was nearby. The royal guards were chasing him since he had a stolen crown in his bag. The captain led the chase. Retrieve that satchel at any cost! The captain's horse, Maximus, nearly caught Flynn, but the thief escaped. Flynn discovered Rapunzel's secret tower. He climbed up the outside, thinking he'd found the perfect place to hide. Instead, Rapunzel knocked out Flynn with a frying pan. She tied him up and took the crown. Sure that this was her only chance to see the lights, she offered Flynn a deal. You will act as my guide, take me to these lanterns, and return me home safely. Afterward, she would give him the crown. Unfortunately, the kingdom and I aren't simpatico at the moment. But Flynn had no choice. Fine, I'll take you to see the lanterns. Flynn climbed down the tower, and Rapunzel used her hair to leave. For the first time, her feet touched the grass. I can't believe I did this! She felt as if her life was finally beginning. Flynn took Rapunzel to a pub, hoping to frighten her. If you can't handle this place, maybe you should be back in your tower. Instead, Rapunzel told a crowd of tough guys about the floating lights. Because I've been dreaming about them my entire life! The men liked her. They shared their dreams, too. Soon, Mother Gothel returned to the tower. Rapunzel! Let down your hair! Rapunzel didn't answer, so Mother Gothel went up the tower's hidden staircase. She found the stolen crown and a wanted poster of Flynn. Mother Gothel set off to bring back Rapunzel. Meanwhile, palace guards and Maximus suddenly arrived at the pub. They were looking for Flynn. Where's Ryder? I know he's in here somewhere. Find him! The men at the pub wanted Rapunzel to see the lights. So one of them showed her and Flynn a secret tunnel. Go, live your dream. The guards chased Rapunzel and Flynn. Rapunzel used her hair to help them escape, but the two became trapped in a cave. Water rushed in. Flynn could not find a way out. I can't see anything. Then Rapunzel admitted something. I have magic hair that glows when I sing. She sang, and her hair lit up the water. They dove down and swam toward an opening. They escaped at the last minute. We made it. We're alive. Rapunzel noticed that Flynn's hand was cut. She wrapped it in her magic hair and sang. Flower, clean and glow. Let 
Rapunzel was different from anyone he'd ever met. The two talked for a while. Meanwhile, Mother Gothel had tracked down Flynn and Rapunzel. She met the Stabbington brothers, two criminals who were after Flynn and the crown. I was going to offer you something worth 1,000 crowns. Later, Flynn went to get firewood, and Mother Gothel appeared. She had followed Rapunzel. We're going home, Rapunzel. Now. Rapunzel wouldn't leave. I met someone. She likes me. Mother Gothel dared Rapunzel to give Flynn the crown, sure that he would leave Rapunzel as soon as he had it. I will. Rapunzel agreed, but she took the crown and hid it. The next morning was Rapunzel's birthday. Then Maximus showed up. Rapunzel convinced the horse not to take Flynn away. Today is kind of the biggest day of my life. I need you not to get him arrested. Soon they arrived in the city. The kingdom was celebrating the memory of their lost princess. Her birthday was the same as Rapunzel's. Rapunzel saw a painting of the royal family. She felt as if she belonged there in the kingdom. When the townsfolk began to dance, Rapunzel and Flynn clasped hands and joined in. Later, they ate cake and went to shops together. It was a magical day. Rapunzel was very happy. That evening, Flynn rode Rapunzel into the harbor. Well, best day of your life. I figured you should have a decent seat. As the sky filled with lanterns, the pair realized they cared for each other. Rapunzel knew Flynn wouldn't leave her. She handed him the crown. I should have given it to you before, but I was just scared. Flynn saw the Stabbington brothers on shore. There's just something I had to take care of. He gave the crown to the brothers, thinking they'd go away. Rapunzel was more important. But the crown was not what they were after. We want her instead. The brothers tied up Flynn and sent him off in a boat. Then they told Rapunzel that Flynn had left with the crown. Fair trade. A crown for the girl with the magic hair. What? No, he wouldn't. Rapunzel was shocked. The brothers tried to get Rapunzel but she ran into the forest. When she heard a scuffle, she returned. Mother Gothel was standing over the brothers. She had knocked them out. Oh, my precious girl. Are you all right? This was part of her cruel plan to get Rapunzel to return to the tower. You were right, Mother. You were right about everything. 
Back at the tower, Rapunzel kept thinking about the lanterns on her birthday and the portrait of the royal family. She looked at her paintings on the tower walls. Finally, it all started to make sense. I am the lost princess. Rapunzel realized that Mother Gothel had kept her prisoner. And I will never let you use my hair again! Then Flynn arrived. Mother Gothel hurt him badly, but Flynn wouldn't let Rapunzel heal him. Instead, he cut her magical hair so she would be free. Mother Gothel was destroyed. You are my new dream. Flynn closed his eyes. He was gone. Rapunzel wept, and a tear fell on Flynn. He was saved. There was magic in Rapunzel's tears, too. Now that she was free, Rapunzel returned to the kingdom with Flynn, Maximus, and Pascal. The king and queen were overjoyed to see their daughter. Although Rapunzel's hair was no longer magical, she was happier from that day on than she could ever have dreamed.
some great bravery. Do you free to return to Hogwarts and Now, prepare Merlin. Retrieve your stove belongings, lest you have been confiscated by Mr. Filch. for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official Lost Boy or Pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash Neverland Podcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.